Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Pulled from the hottest topics coming across our news desk, I'm Austin Lloyd, and this is The Daily Download. Today, HousingWire's HW Plus managing editor Brennan Nath discusses the housing industry's scramble to receive loans from the Payroll Protection Program. I'll also cover a forecast that projects refinance volume hitting a seven-year high, another three million Americans filing jobless claims, and U.S. mortgage rates almost falling to another all-time low. But before we listen, here's a brief word from our sponsor. Extraordinary challenges demand extraordinary solutions. CoreLogic is uniquely positioned to help you navigate this historic disruption. Whether it's virtual home showings, flexible employment verifications, or automated loan modification engines, CoreLogic delivers the data-driven solutions, targeted insights, and deep domain expertise trusted by the nation's most successful mortgage lenders. Explore how CoreLogic can help you today. Visit corelogic.com forward slash COVID-19. Thanks for listening, and here's Brenna Nath on the housing industry's scramble to receive loans from the Payroll Protection Program. For today's daily download, we're digging deeper into the Payroll Protection Program and where the billions of dollars are being allocated across different industries. So far, the Small Business Administration has managed the program in the original $349 billion funded by Congress and the $320 billion that was added to it on April 27th. The loans are intended to help companies keep employees on their payroll amid the worst public health crisis in more than a century. They're forgivable if used in a certain way, including if 75% goes to supporting payroll, according to the $2.2 trillion CARES Act that created the PPP. But where is all this money going? According to HousingWire's Kathleen Howley, about 14% of real estate companies in the U.S., including sales, leasing, and maintenance firms, received funding in the first round of the program. The share is based on loan data from April 3rd to April 13th. The data is also almost on par with the 15% industry share for hotels and restaurants, which are among the hardest hit businesses. In comparison, about 9.6% of retail businesses in the U.S. received PPP loans, about 7.3% of financial companies received funds, an industry classification that includes security traders, lenders, and banks. The shares are based on Labor Department data on the number of businesses in the industries covered by the program. Jeff Hauser, executive director of the Revolving Door Project, a government watchdog group at the Center for Economic and Policy Research in Washington, D.C., explained that the application and distribution process was a free-for-all that favored the most powerful U.S. companies with long-standing relationships with the nation's biggest banks. He explained that because the SBA is ineffective, the only route was to rely on the nation's banks to vet applicants and distribute the funds. But once they decided to work through banks, you had a few biases that were built into the system. If you had an existing credit relationship with a bank, such as a line of credit, you were ahead from the start. On April 23rd, almost a month after the first loans were handed out, the Treasury added new eligibility guidance that, in an unusual step, said it would apply retroactively. Anyone who met the initial qualifications but not the updated standards were ordered to return the funds they received by today. And now, for the rest of today's coverage, here's Elsena Lloyd.
Thank you for listening, and I'll wrap with today's top stories, beginning with a forecast from Fannie Mae that projects U.S. refinance volume hitting a seven-year high. According to the article, which is written by Kathleen Howley, mortgage originations for refinancings may hit a seven-year high this quarter as Americans chase the lowest home loan rates ever recorded. That's because Fannie Mae projects refi volume will probably total $429 billion this quarter, which is more than double the $180 billion seen in the year-ago quarter. All in all, for the remainder of the year, Fannie Mae projects refinance volume will likely total $1.4 trillion, the highest since 2012. However, origination volume for purchase mortgages will likely total $1.1 trillion, the lowest since 2016. Our next story also comes from Kathleen Halley, announces that 3 million Americans filed jobless claims last week. According to data from the Labor Department, another 3.17 million Americans filed for unemployment insurance last week, bringing the seven-week total of jobless claims during the COVID-19 pandemic to 33.5 million. That being said, while last week's number is almost five times the worst week of the financial crisis, it does mark the fifth consecutive decline after claims hit an all-time high of $6.87 million in the last week of March. Looking at the overall month of April, a poll by Trading Economics claims expert economists now expect the rate to be about 16%, surpassing the all-time high of 10.8% set in December of 1982. In a report released on Thursday, Wells Fargo economists said as U.S. industries grind to a halt and businesses are forced to temporarily close their doors, the labor market is expected to shed millions of jobs in the second quarter of the year, and as a result, the unemployment rate will skyrocket. Our last story covers Freddie Mac's weekly primary mortgage market survey, which indicates mortgage rates now sit three buys points away from another all-time low. According to the GSC, the average U.S. rate for a 30-year fixed mortgage fell to 3.26% this week, the second lowest ever recorded by Freddie Mac, and three buys points away from an all-time low set last week. Freddie Mac also reported changes in the average rate for two other types of home loans, as the average 15-year fixed rate averaged 2.73%, down from 2.77% last week, and the five-year Treasury Index Hybrid Adjustable Rate Mortgage averaged 3.17%, up from last week's rate of 3.14%. In reference to the report, Sam Qatar, Freddie Mac's chief economist, said, mortgage rates stayed at or near record lows for the fifth straight week, and homeowners are taking advantage of refinancing activity remaining high. According to Qatar, refinancing will reach a seven-year high of $1.26 trillion this year as homeowners who still have jobs scramble to lock in low rates and reduce their monthly payments. This Friday, HousingWire is hosting a Real Estate Tech Virtual Demo Day. The event is designed specifically to help real estate industry decision makers and is a high-impact, low-risk environment to learn about how these platforms and solutions may help your business navigate the current environment. Register at housingwire.com under events or email Brendan Nath for more information. That's a wrap for today's podcast and catch you here again tomorrow.